0: Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at slash Broadway Podcast. Once I played a penny who just couldn't stop the beat. And yes, with roller skates on her face. because recently to see Welcome to Breaking Broadway. Today, I'm really excited to welcome my friend, Jose Lana. He is starring currently in Here Lies Love. He's been on Broadway in The King and I, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, Wonderland, Flower Drum Song, Rent, Street Corner Symphony. And now I've always been a huge fan of you. But now I'm a super fan. (laughs) Did you know that I, did you know that I've seen your show twice now? I knew
1: you were there opening it. I didn't know you saw it twice though.
0: I came back. (laughs) I came back for my daughter's birthday. Oh, great. (laughs) Oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah, It was just two nights ago.
1: Oh, brilliant. Brilliant.
0: So for everybody who hasn't seen the show yet, what are you waiting for? First of all, (laughs) second of all, I'm obsessed um, you. you can either choose to sit in the house mm-hmm. or they took out all the seats in the theater and you can be like walking around with the actors and following the motion. It's insane. I don't know how Alex Timbers did it, but so I chose to be on the floor both times. Oh, great. And it's, it's so fun. It's like. I noticed totally different things. Absolutely. Uh, the second time around, mm-hmm. now I want to go back a third. As soon as it was over, I was like, I got to go back again. <laughs> I got to in the seats. <laughs>
1: well, my husband's seen it my husband's seen it like he saw it like 6 times downtown and then he's seen it 5 times uptown now. So,
0: Yeah, see, and yeah. and I'm not that person. Like, I've seen – rarely have seen shows more than once. Maybe I've seen, like, Wicked maybe two or three times because of my kids. But this one, I'm like, I got to get my fix. I got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) And you are so good in it. Thank you, my friend. I'm so happy for you that you get this role where you – it, you're creating this role, and you get to shine. You get to do so many things in in this one part. Thanks,
1: thank. That means so much coming from you, Kara. You know, I'm a big fan of yours too, and like it's, <sighs> it's, it's just so nice to hear that from other actors and performers. And you and I've actually, you know, we've been we've been in the in this industry per, pretty much around the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, um, we grew up together. Pretty
1: much, pretty much. I, do you remember the first time we met? I was, I knew I was going to ask you this. Do you remember? No. I'm sure you don't know because, like, it was so in passing. You and uh-huh. I because when it, I, was
0: it Beauty and the Beast?
1: You were in Beauty and the Beast and I was in the okay. King and I in ninety six, right? Uh-huh, and we uh-huh. both were performing, this is how old we are, on the Jerry Lewis Telethon.
0: <gasps> oh my god. Right.
1: And I remember what? thinking to myself, oh my god, that's that's Bell in and Beauty and the Beast. You know, it's like, <laughs> well yeah. Cause I think you performed right like right before us. Remember when telethons had like 50 performers all in a row? Yes. Like, <clears> yeah. But I remember explicitly thinking, wow, that and I remember you it like her name, her cool name, Carrie Butler. That's a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that was so long ago, right? I was like, that was definitely in ninety six. That was definitely ninety six.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time how young you were, mm-hmm. because when I was like doing my research, tell everybody your journey to getting to Broadway, because well, you got your first Broadway show at such a young age. Yeah,
1: I, I, you know, I it was it was everything about being young. You know, I mean, I was I was a freshman in college at the Manhattan School of Music. I was
0: insane. I was
1: eighteen, and uh, I basically. Actually, th- 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 very specifically, I had just booked my first professional job, which was to play Luntan, The King and I, at the Mill Mountain Playhouse during the summer after my freshman year. <clears throat> and at that audition, someone said, you're auditioning for the Broadway production, right? And I said, I didn't know about the Broadway production. And, <laughs> and I knew I was, I was non-equity, and I, I, I really oh hadn't gosh. gone a lot of auditions yet. And I, uh, I was told from someone at the audition that, you know, if you go to an equity call, if you wait all day, sometimes I'll see non-equity yeah. people, and so I literally skipped skip class, mm-hmm. went in the morning, wait waited all morning, and then at lunchtime someone didn't call, got, someone didn't show up at their appointment, and I and I raised my hand. His name was like Robert something. I remember his name was Robert something, and it was like the first round. Was, I think Mark Brandon was in there. It was Dave Bender's office, and. Oh, yeah, And I went in and I sang and they, they said, you're going to get a call back. And I said, well, that's not me. And he flipped over the resume. and was like, Oh yeah, I guess that's oh, not you. Oh my and God. I thought I was going to get arrested. I thought, cause I was so, yeah, I was so green. I, I thought, Oh God, I'm going to get arrested because I just impersonated an equity member. I don't know. Um, and you know, that was March, I believe of, two, of 95 and they proceeded to call me back a good half dozen times and that's what you do Mm -hmm. when someone's not equity so you don't have to start paying them after a while um and then i eventually got the part and it was my bravo debut in 96 i was 19 when we opened in february 96 and it was just a whirlwind you know like you know when Mm -hmm. you're that young and everything is so brand new and um i was just going on and 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 pure, just like a ball of energy. That's that's what I was. So
0: that's I feel like that's really inspiring for our listeners too. Mm -hmm. Just even that you could go in non-equity to an equity call. Yeah, and and also to like like you know they
1: say like it was so specific, right? The audition notice was for they were looking for a young Southeast Asian baritone. You know, and so Mm -hmm. like I said, if I can't if I can't sneak into that call (laughs) looking the way I look. (laughs) You know, then what else am I going to do? You know, and I was on a time right. schedule, too, because I told my parents, I said, let me go to New York for two years to go to music school. And oh. then if I don't, if nothing happens, um, I'll go back to engineering school. And I, that was the that was the agreement we had. And my best friend, Dusty, at the time, he was like, I was in New York for a couple months of school. He says, have you started auditioning? And I said, no, I, I can't afford headshots, and I don't have this. And he's like, Listen, man, you you went to New York for a reason. Let's let's get you some headshots. And he loaned me money to get my first headshot. (gasps) My best friend did. Oh my gosh,
0: are you still friends with Dusty?
1: Absolutely. He was the best man at my wedding, and like (gasps) you know, and so like it's like I tell you that story. It's like sometimes you need people to nudge you. To, yes. to like to get off your ass and like get on with it. Just get on with it mm-hmm. and do it. And you know. And so I paid him back for those headshots after I booked my first Broadway show a year later. Uh. And so it was great. And so that that's that whole story encapsulates kind of like like when I meet younger actors today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's there. You can't. You, 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 if you could bottle that energy of a young person who's just completely like hungry and thirsty, but also has a little bit of smarts to them. You know, it's like all right, you got to plan it. You got to you know, wh- wh- who said to me the other day, it's like opportunity is only good if, if you prepare for it. You know, like that's luck, yes. right? It's like, yes. Yes. that opportunity came and it landed in my lap. And if I hadn't gone to that practice room and learned the King and I songs, which I didn't know until the night before I went to that audition. Cause when that casting director wow. said, he's like, do you know, I have dreamed from the King and I'm like, well, yes, I learned it last <laughs> night, you know, in that in, in that <laughs> rehearsal room in my dormitory, you know? Like it's like preparation and luck. And the luck was mm-hmm. that when I was 19 years old, they were looking for someone who looked exactly like me to play that young guy in the king and I. So it's it's um, it was all luck, but it was my first break and it was it changed everything for me.
0: And how did you even fall in love with theater? Your family wasn't from the United States, right? Yeah.
1: No, I was born in the Philippines. Born in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I, I lucked out that, you know, my mama, my dad's a singer, you know, oh. staying sang every weekend. On his guitar, Beatles songs and Simon and Garfunkel, oh. and um, I I remember I, the first t- acknowledgement of hitting puberty was when I started singing the lower harmony to my dad as opposed to the higher harmony with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, you yeah. know, the, the the running joke that Filipinos are born with a karaoke mic in their hands, mm-hmm. and, and that is entirely true. Like everyone <laughs> sings, everyone's, and if you and if you don't sing, then you're just a you know. You're so you're you know, you're, you're the the sour person at the party who doesn't want to join along, you know. And So, um, but I lucked out that growing up in Northern Virginia, where I grew up near outside of DC, which is where my family settled after we left the Philippines, um, had access to so many great things like uh, the National Theater where you guys opened Beetlejuice. Uh, there's a Kennedy right. Center. There, like all those theaters, um, gave me and all the touring companies that came through, exposed me to Les Mis, Miss Saigon, Cat. Enemy do you remember?
0: Opera. Do you remember what your first show was? I do.
1: It was Raggedy Ann and Andy the Musical.
0: Oh, I never heard I of know, that. Right?
1: It was a big flop apparently because like it, they did their out of town tryout at the Kennedy Center. I think I was about eight okay. years old, and they mm. opened on Broadway like six months later for like a month. But I remember watching Raggedy Ann and Andy the Musical. I was eight years old, and we had a we I had a seat where I could see underneath a bed, the bed where the kid was sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, and I remember seeing that there was a scene where um, Raggedy Ann like popped out of the bed. It was supposed to look like magic, but I saw under the bed that there was like a trap door and oh. I was obsessed with it. And I thought, that's theater magic. It make everyone, everyone here thinks it's magic, but I know the truth. <laughs> and, so, and I remember thinking to myself, haha, I figured out one secret. I can figure it all. Um, did, did you <laughs> go home
0: and tell your family, guess what? Raggedy <laughs> Ann, it was under the bed in the there's, <laughs> ra- there's a trap door on the
1: stage and I'm the only person who knows about it. <laughs> um, and it's hilarious. It was hilarious, but I remember so explicitly, I don't remember anything else about the show, you know, um, nothing about the show. But I remember that trap door. I remember the bed. Um, and then within a couple of years, we saw cats tour through the Kennedy mm-hmm. Center. We saw uh, Les Mis. Les Mis changed my life, like most people. And then, of course, Miss Saigon came out when I was in, in middle school and high school and to see Leia Salonga win that Tony award just oh. put Filipinos on like full alert of like musical theater it's like oh that's a that's something we can do you know and
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean I we I can't overstate how important it was to see Leia win that Tony and and so I was also at a really really pivotal age i was a freshman in high school when that happened and so i i was already into a lot of theater at that point and playing doing the theater to my high school and um yeah so like uh i was very impatient because i you know i think all of us i'm assuming you were too like we were we i quickly became kind of like you know the lead of the drama department and i played all the leads in my high school and i'm like let's get to new york you know what i mean Let's, let's do it let's do it um and actually, there was one woman who I, I wish I could remember her name. She was in its first national tour of Miss Saigon that came through the Kennedy Center, and one of her cousins did like the theater outside. They like, did this theater group thing that I did. He was also Filipino, and our our drama teacher uh, had knew that she was going to come by a rehearsal, and she said. Why don't you let some of our students sing for you, right? And she literally was mm-hmm. like, and she was smart about it. She's like, she said she had me and like two other the Asian kids sing because she was Filipino, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And she,
1: I, I remember I said I sang "Why God Why" for her. No, <laughs> so silly. But like, she mm-hmm. literally came up to me and I was at, at that point I was a junior in high school, and she's like, you should audition for the show. Like really, like seriously.
0: Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I thought she was blowing so much smoke up my ass. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, Yeah, you're so nice, lady. And then I went home. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, this lady was so nice. And she was like, whatever. And I realized then she was really serious. She's like, you you might have something to maybe offer somebody when you graduate high school and come to New York. And and I will always remember that. Like she really planted mm. that seed. She's like, and, and to have someone who was in the, the touring company come and hear us sing and go. Okay, maybe your voice can maybe hold up to the other voices of the people that, that were that I'm performing with right now, and that that meant a lot to me. That meant real a lot.
0: Yeah, me. yeah. So, um, you got "Here Lies Love" ten years ago. Yeah,
1: twelve actually. We, the first 12, workshop was 12. 2011. First workshop.
0: Wow. And mm-hmm. um, did you know anything about the show when you like got it?
1: I knew three things. I knew three I know four things. I knew it was about the Marcoses. I knew it was I didn't know it was specifically about a I knew it was about the Marcoses. Right. Um, I knew that Alex Timbers was involved. So check. Like I was obsessed yeah. with him after seeing Me um, too. After seeing um uh, hello, Peter Pan. Uh uh uh, uh Star oh, Yes. Are- yes. I knew he was involved and then David Burr was involved. And yeah. I'm like, what? And then the fact that it was happening at the public theater it was a workshop at the public theater. I, I called my agent. and I said, "Get me in there! Like, th- th- get me in there!" You know. And I, and I mm-hmm. said, "Like, I don't care what you need to do. I don't care what I need to sing." Or, or... and I walked into that room with like bravado, mm-hmm. say, you know. And I said, "Hi, uh, um, my name's Jose Alana and I'm going to come in here. And my, I'm, a, I'm am I'm the son of major anti-Marcos activists, and I'm going to be your Ninoy Aquino."
0: That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it! And because
1: like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna finally yeah. make my parents proud, Good. right? And yeah. then and then Alex was like, actually, would you mind if you read for Marcos? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and and the <laughs> thing is, like, when you go in there with such authority <laughs> and you're acting all presidential, acting a bit Good. like a dictator, uh-huh. I guess it kind of read to them as like, oh, this what? guy, this guy's got the bravado. I think we need for the for for the president. So mm-hmm. it kind of backfired on me, I guess. You know, so, um, well, so, yeah. You still
0: got in it. I yeah. still got
1: in it. I still got in it. And it was, so that was 2011. We did a workshop for just the first eight songs and a tiny mm-hmm. little NYU black box theater with just eight actors. Um, mm. and uh, it was totally experimental. And uh, everyone literally was like, what is this? You know, like the yeah. songs are great, but like, mm-hmm. um, you want me to walk around and sing into a camera with a handheld uh-huh. microphone? What, this doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Of course, now twelve years later, it's like, oh, that's perfect hand. That's that's wow. that was the genesis of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to give them credit, like, you know, we we did another workshop six months later, I believe, at a, in a bigger space at PS 122 with a slightly different cast. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then Mass Mocha Williamtown Theater Festival was the full production. And wow. and so that was like a, a, so we did three workshops if you include Williamstown before uh, the public theater production and. A real testament to the workshop process. I mean, you and I, I can say this very freely, like you and I are like workshop veterans. You know, we do so yes. many of them. Right. And you know, so when, when you know you're in one, you're like, take okay, this might go. All right. Yes. Or or you're like, you win one. You're like, oh no, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or you go and you, and I'm always, I always, when I'm in a workshop and I see a, a room of people who are actually willing to learn and to change things and to
0: Oh yeah. A horrible
1: expression, but to kill your baby is like th- th- take a good yeah. song that maybe is fantastic, but it doesn't fit in like, okay, it's gotta go. Um, it was that room where like Alex and David and, uh, and Oscar Eustace at the public, they really were like, okay, let's take this concept album and turn it into a theater piece. And we need to add some more songs for Ninoy and we need to make it more theatrical. We need to strengthen this trio. We need to understand what the theatricality of it is. Let's bring David Corns in and what do we do with this set and what's going on, you know? And so mm-hmm. every step of this, every workshop was an expansion and, and a real mm-hmm. lesson in what the heck we were doing. And I'm just blessed that I think I'm the only person now who has been, it, been through all of those different workshops.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did they um, ask for feedback from you all like along the way? Yeah. I think
1: that's where the authenticity really, made me feel safe in the room Right, was that, you know, they, David wanted to know more about my family. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I said from the first day, I said, you know, I'm, my parents, I'm, I'm, my parents are anti Marcos you know, activists. We left because of it, you know, Um, and just the personal stories. And they knew that I was going to approach this piece with that kind of conviction um, really made everybody go, okay, we got to do this story right. And we got to tell it with, with, with authenticity and, and with empathy. And because this is a shared trauma that all Filipinos have, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not just a history, it's, it's trauma, you know, people, entire families left the Philippines like mine and, and started a new life here because of it. So that's what we're hopefully connecting with. Now there's people who, you know, in our cast, we have a wide range of Filipino backgrounds. We have, Um, like I'm technically not even first generation because I was born in the Philippines. So we have kids who are first, second, third generation who've been here for like two, you know, their parents have been here for two or three generations. And so they're a lot more removed from martial law than, than I was. I was born in it and my parents remember it very explicitly. So um, it's a real, it's a real testament to kind of like that collaborative room. Um, Hence. And by the time we got to the full Broadway production, knowing the world we're living in now to acknowledge how important it would be to have a full Filipino company. And it Mm -hmm. is, it is, it really is.
0: Um, What did your parents say when they saw it?
1: They, I mean, they're proud, you know, my, my Mm -hmm. parents are the epitome of supportive parents. And, and Mm -hmm. my sister and I are the, like the biggest shiny examples of the American dream, you know, like they, Uh they came here with pretty much nothing. And Wow. Um, and my sister, being the typical older sibling, she did everything right. She got full, <laughs> full scholarship to Cooper Union and, and MIT grad school. And now she's oh
0: my rock
1: star engineer for the government. Wow. And so she did all that stuff right, so that I could go be uh-huh. the artist and and put on clothes and sing and dance for a living. You know. So I think uh, they are very proud. They are. Um, acknowledging too, that like they, they, they know that it's, I talk about it all the time, how sometimes it's hard for them to talk about martial law. You know, my mom and dad had friends who were picked up, who were arrested and then returned, which, uh, with major trauma, you know? And so mm-hmm. mm. it's, 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 uh, but they're, they're glad that the story is being told and that people come to the show who don't maybe not know anything about martial law and will go home hopefully with a curiosity to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, And people can love to bong, bong Marcos and say, we're watching you and make sure it doesn't happen again the way that your family did.
2: Yeah, yeah. We'll be back with Breaking Broadway right after. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: This message. How was it for you as an actor to do the show ten years ago? Hmm. Like all this time were you thinking maybe it's gonna maybe it's gonna come back? Oh or my like God. right right when it happened, was it supposed to move to Broadway then?
1: Mm-hmm. I love, I love, but I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm, you know, I'm such a massive <laughs> fan of you and, but I love that we you and I can have that shorthand of like, you know exactly what I mean. It's like, you know, when you're part of a workshop for a couple of years or you do an off Broadway show and then it's supposed to move and it doesn't move. And then, yep. and then everyone's holding on to that hope and you got to let it go. And
0: yeah.
1: I mean, 10 years, right? I know. Ugh. That's what's, It's tough. that's
0: what's amazing about it. And there were,
1: there were t- t- long story short, there were three close calls. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Three. Two close calls, and then, one, and then it finally happened. The first close call was when we f- closed off Broadway in 2014. So everyone was waiting. Like, I remember for six months, I was like, oh. like, I remember my, my family, my, my husband and I went on vacation with my sister and the kids to LA, and we brought them to Disney World, Disneyland. And I remember I kind of ruined that vacation because halfway through the vacation, my husband was like, babe, can't you you've been distracted this entire time. If they call, they'll call you have to not think about it, you know, cause that was, Whoa. it was like, it was a month after Still. we closed. Right. So,
0: uh-huh. um,
1: so it, we, it, 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 like nothing happened. Right. So uh-huh. they were, they were looking around New York looking for spaces. And at that point, this was in 2014, no producer was willing to rip out the seats of a theater yeah. the way that we did. And so yeah. they were looking at like, St. Anne's warehouse, they were looking at this like band. they were looking at the Roxy, this uh, you know, the, the abandoned oh, yeah. roller skating rink that is now a condo. Yeah. So nothing happened. We all move on. Um uh we all move on to new jobs. I start, I take over the King and I and, and you know mm-hmm. in a Lincoln Center. Um and then again, again, get, we get a phone call. <clears throat> so they put the show up in Seattle at the Seattle rep. And it was a massive experiment because they were going to rip out the seats of Seattle Rep and try to put it into a proscenium theater, do what we're doing now, but like in a smaller scale as an experiment. And it worked, right? It was oh. a complete success. And so I was- And so a- you, weren't, you weren't
0: involved in that one because you were on Broadway?
1: I was actually on tour at that point with The King and I, so I had oh. already taken oh. the tour. So- oh, so uh, I got the text from Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know when you're on a text with Alex and, uh, you know, it's not your agent. It's like when Timbers call, okay. texts you, you're like, okay, this is, is this official Something. or not? Is my yes. friend Alex right. texting me or is my director <laughs> texting me? Uh, you know, and, and he's like, it's happening. You know, I think uh, as soon as I know the dates, I'll let you know when you can give notice to the to the, to the tour. Because I had an out in the tour to go.
0: Oh,
1: so that 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 blissful euphoria lasted about a week, and then I get another text. I remember I was sitting in my dressing room at the Kennedy Center, and he's like, "I can't believe I'm telling you this, but it's it's falling apart. Uh, we lost the we lost the we lost the we lost the funding. Blah blah blah. You know, a lot of different it, just in a week. I mean, I like I could hear Alex. He was like near tears on the phone. You know oh. what I mean?
0: Because
1: it was just a big deal, as big a deal to him as it was for us. You know what I mean? We right. wanted it to happen. So that was that was the second like close call and <laughs> and at that point at that point this was already four years after we closed off broadway oh wow right at that point wow. i had a real hard to heart with my husband he was like babe you gotta let it go you gotta <sighs> you gotta literally let it go and i did wow. and i did it was painful yeah. you know and i said you know this is the best thing i've ever been a part of and no and broadway's yeah. never gonna see it you know
0: so wow so it took you four years to really let it go huh right. and then
1: Okay, January of 2020. Note mm-hmm. the date, January of 2020. I get another text message.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> right from Timbers. He's like, "Okay, it's we're doing it again. We have a new lead producer, and we're gonna go into the blah 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 theater after this show closes." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" You know, I, I'm I at that point, I was like, mm, "It's not gonna happen." And I right. even looked at my husband. He was like. <laughs> And it was actually serious. I started getting text messages from the lead producer, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, COVID happens. And, then so, yeah. and like, it was literally gonna start, and they were they slated us, I believe, for, the, for fall of 2020. Wow. And then, were they gonna and,
0: do the same thing? Were they gonna take out the yeah. seats in the theater? It was wow. for a
1: different theater though. It was for a different oh, theater. Okay. And then finally, uh, after in the middle of COVID, like in twenty twenty one, late twenty twenty one, I got another text saying, "Okay, it's not dead; it's, it's still happening." I'm like, "Great!" In the middle of COVID, let's let's put a, let's make yeah. big plans since we've all all yeah. been doing is drinking tequila and, and eating lots of a uh, lots of potato chips, you know. So, so Along. did you
0: did you start doing? Uh, a reading again, like in during COVID, or did you did it just go right to Broadway?
1: I mean, it just went. I mean, I think they had, you know, I think, I think they always they they knew that you know they didn't really need to work on the on the material anymore, like the material, because they had right. they had done. We had two runs at the public, and then they did the London production, and then they did the Seattle rep production. The show is the show, like the show, right. even the show we're doing today. The only major differences we're doing in our show is that last song. You know where we where we bring oh. where we bring up who the current president is. Like those lines uh-huh. are clearly very new, and and bringing it up to 2023. But everything mm-hmm. else in the show is pretty much what we did, and so there wasn't a need for a workshop to sort of work on the material. But there needed to be a new round of auditions because you know we were all 10 years older. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, and so that that was that was heartbreaking for some. You know, some people had to come in and re audition for their parts no way yeah yeah and you know what i got to give them credit because a lot of them got their parts back and you know oh, and you know wow. and, and we were and i've been in that position where i had to re-audition for a workshop they did yeah and yeah. sometimes and there were there were times where i came in and re and i didn't get it and yeah and you have to go home and i
0: did me too
1: tuck your tail between your legs and go it wasn't meant to be that's okay yeah. and that's
0: okay at least i tried
1: right right so I mean, again, that that only comes from wisdom. But at the time, I thought my career was over. It's like, oh my god, I'm never going to work again, yeah. you know. But um, so yeah, so it was a long process. But but I, I always have to trust the way that you have to do as an actor in this industry, where things happen when they're supposed to happen for exactly the reasons why they're supposed to happen, and the fact that we're doing it now um, after COVID. And, yeah, you know, and it's I think it's it's meant to be. It's meant to be.
0: Um, I was thinking, you know, even though like, you know, we don't have to worry about COVID as much anymore, for sure. I was like, oh my gosh, this show to be doing this (laughs) show. It's like,
1: like, I'm touching everybody. I'm touching you. I'm touching you.
0: Yes. Like, um, he was, he shook my hand during the show. Like (laughs) he has to go there. And I was like, he was like, I saw you. (laughs) Oh man. The,
1: The, 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 the Purell stations backstage are everywhere. I was wondering,
0: but like, that's not really going to help you that much, you know, like you're in everybody's, everyone's on top of you
1: Absolutely, as you walk around
0: and the, the COVID, I haven't been on Broadway in a while, but the rules are still the same, right? Like if you get it, are you out for like 10 days or something?
1: The rules are not the same, actually. Oh, they're Um, not. They're really not. Like the right now, the COVID it's it's based on, if I, I may be, Completely, specifically wrong about this, but like it's it's based on the city, like what what code level the city's on right now. Mm. Right now, testing is not required by anybody.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I yeah. think that's good. Actually, it's like yeah. would like mentally that was like making me crazy. <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think again, it's all it's all common sense. You know, like yeah. I, I really do and feel you like you and common.
0: I. You and I have like worked through a lot. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. like I've been like throwing off in the wings and going. back. <laughs> you know, we're old school. Also, but, i totally but right. But it's I mean, now, yeah, right.
1: I, I I appreciate you mentioning that because I really am old school. Like, I yeah. I was that kid where my sister and I both had to be bleeding out of our eyes for my parents to let us stay home from school. <laughs> yes. It's like my sister actually I think graduated high school with perfect attendance for all 13 years of of school. Wow. As of, as always, as always, my sister is perfect. So like, um, I had like maybe three sick days for my entire high school, uh, like grade school experience. But like, I don't know. I I I, I think there's a nice happy medium. I, I yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, we don't want to be going into work, you know, right. with the flu and spreading it to everybody. That's but cool I way. would be like, I'm
1: fine. I'm fine.
0: I can do my show. I don't want to be out ten days. I can
1: sing through a cold. I can sing through a cold. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, yeah. That's, that's us. Um, We're old, school, so
0: that's us. Yeah. <laughs> um, how? What do you do? You have any like special routine for staying healthy?
1: Well, you know, like I, I am glad that when we going back to like this is happening for at the at the right time. I'm exactly the age that Marcos was when he was elected president.
0: Wow. Right.
1: I'm, I'm actually I'm 47, and he was 48 years old in 1965 when he was elected. Right. So I'm actually technically better cast in the part now than, than I was yeah. ten years ago. And and when I say this and I I want to start talking actorly because you are mm-hmm. an actor and I think it, it's interesting. And this to, is for actors. Right. This so is for
0: actors.
1: I think, you know, the first thing I think about is that in the 10 years that between playing this part, I went and played the king and the king and I for three years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think one of the best notes that Bart Share ever gave me. Uh, I was, you know, taking over for Ken and at the, in the Lincoln Center production. I, I was going in, you know, and no one ever. I would tell this people, people, because you and I have experienced this. When you replace in a Broadway show, and particularly like one of the lead roles, it's a different kind of yes. skill. Like it's, and they don't teach you that in school. They don't. They teach you how to create a, a, a character in rehearsal with your fellow actors. But what about inserting yourself into an already moving train? with highly skilled professionals who have already made all their choices and yeah. who are hopefully- And they, want,
0: they don't wanna get rid of those you know? choices.
1: But hopefully, <laughs> and thankfully I, I had such gracious cast members like, you know, Kelly and Ruthie and yeah. and everyone was yeah. like, what do you wanna do? Like, let's, obviously I'm, I was playing the games, like we had to make new things up between us. Right. But like, I was so nervous. I was absolutely nervous. And, and you only have two weeks <laughs> yeah. to like go yeah. in there and do it and one put in, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember I was, I had, it was, I wasn't during the pudding, but it was like one of my first kind of like blocking rehearsals with Bart. And I was trying too hard. And he says to me, he pulls me aside, you know, he's like, you have the job, is it? You know, like, (laughs) stop acting like the king and just be the king. Hmm. And that made something click in my mind where it's like, especially when like as actors, we're always trying to please. And we're always trying too hard. And that's the first time i kind of sat back in my heels and started acting like the king and i take so much of that energy now as marcos because he leads with such ego and with such Mm -hmm. he is the most important person in the room wherever he goes and with that with that kind of bravado and that kind of like and i'm also the oldest person in the cast and so me and my company i am naturally like the leader in the company and i bring Mm -hmm. i try to bring that on stage with me and and also, feel like I feel like I paid my dues to play this part, and
0: yes, and in
1: a, in a way that I didn't bring that energy at the public in 2013. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was still yeah. kind of like, I'm really hungry. Let's do this, you know. And <laughs> but now, now knowing the the weight of the story that we're telling now, um, and I'm also when you're 47, it's a big difference than when when you're 37. Like I, I've lived a little bit and life has happened. COVID really shifted my mindset and things in and, and my life. And thankfully my husband and I have a very stable life and where I can make these choices. And, um, and on top of that, like when you're older, you have to like really be selective of how you exercise to get back in shape to be on stage. Yeah. You know, like my body doesn't bounce back the way that it did 10 years ago. Um, tell and tell I had to, I also had to lose about 35 pounds from COVID weight <laughs> to get back oh, into my costume, wow. you know? So it's like, um, you know, there's a little bathing suit scene that that uh, yes. was yes. absolutely <laughs> intimidating to remember. And so, um, you know, to, 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 I, thankfully I had about eight months to kind of get myself back in the game, uh, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a privilege and a luxury. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. don't have. Um, and thankfully I, I did it right. I, I just eating healthier and exercising the way that older people should exercise, which is selectively and with, 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 with like intention and not killing myself so that I injure myself like an old person. So, right. um, but yeah, again, yeah, more you dance
0: a lot in the show too. Not, I as, was much like, Whoa. not,
1: not as much as some of these kids though. I mean, like, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Like it's, 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 these kids yeah, but, are, but you're the, you're the
0: lead. You don't have to dance like that anymore. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I was watching you like, what's happening.
1: <laughs> and by the way, you saw the new curtain call. Where like Alex Timbers is like, well, let's have Jose dance a little bit more on the curtain call. I'm like, (laughs) what? I I do more dancing in the curtain call than I do almost the entire show. Like, thanks very much, Alex. (laughs) Appreciate it. (laughs) Really?
0: Um, well, it's been so great having you. And um, I loved everything that you shared with everyone. Um, I would just love if you shared any other advice you have for young people starting out.
1: Oh man. You know, I, if I like, I, I always have that expression. If I could take a time capsule back to to my younger mm-hmm. self, you know, if I went back to my high school self, I would say, take more class, like yes. like bug your parents to take to have to let you take more dance classes and more vo- voice classes, and and even don't stop your piano lessons. Like I mm, I my yes. parents were like, you're not practicing, we're not gonna you're not gonna keep going. I'm like, okay, and I'm like I wish I I wish I'd kept on it. Yeah, um, I do too. To my college self, I would I would say, keep going. Like I, because I, I, there's a part of me that looks at my college self and goes, God, you had such balls. You had such mm. balls and courage to to break through. And then if I took if, if I met my 25 year old self, like was our who had already been working for a couple of years, was in a couple of shows already, I would tell him to relax. Oh. I was so I was a ball of stress for almost all of my twenties. Wow! A ball of stress because I just was like, I thought I, I thought time was running out. You know, I'm like, oh no! If I don't if I don't get a Tony by the time I'm I'm 27, I'm I'm a failure. You know, it's like
0: wow. And I I
1: was so and competitive and like and I felt like every failure was gonna end my career. You know, mm. and and now looking back, like every failure and every job I didn't get made me so much better at what I do now. Mm. You know, yes. and and it and I'm, I, I could just go back to my 26 year old self and like massage my shoulders down <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. You know, I want to tell a story. I'm not sure if you remember this, but I don't think I've ever asked you this in person. Okay. Do you remember our callback for a little show called Little Mermaid? <gasps> yes.
0: Yes. yes! all the demos for the little mermaid and i did the first reading for the little mermaid and then they asked me to go back in an audition oh
1: my god that must have been heartbreaking for you and then to get paired
0: then to get paired up with
1: me on that we remember we got paired up at the callback when there was like there were like 10 there were like there were like 10 little mermaids and there were like 10 prince eric's and i remember like today was in that room um i think tony uh Oh, shoot. There was like so many tall, tall guys with dark hair were in that room. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and then you and I got paired up, uh, for, mm-hmm. for the scene, for the, for like the scene and the song. And, and I remember thinking, oh, good. I'm glad it's Carrie. Cause yeah. I remember we made, we made, we made funny choices. I think we and did. We, we yes. did. We made and funny we had fun
0: and we, yeah. we were like, relaxed. We're like, okay, we know each other. We can yeah. hook into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I, but again, another example of a show I didn't get that mm-hmm. I felt like I learned from that experience, and and I learned not to. I mean, also too, the weird story is like from a life lesson was that that callback happened right before Christmas. If you remember, if you remember, it was like November mm-hmm. or something, and I had just started dating my husband at that my future husband at that point. Oh, and I somehow let him tell his family that I was being called back to play Prince Eric for Broadway. <laughs> Right, oh and this was like you know not when like, when people are like theater or like non-theater people novices yes. right
0: everybody asks you
1: they had told everyone that the part was basically <laughs> mine right and like and like i think for christmas that like i got like a prince eric doll and like no oh um and like for, like note to self for family members who don't know the industry don't mention a callback don't mention anything no. unless you have that contract in your hand because in their mind, yeah. if you're talking about it, it's like, oh, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. He's gonna yeah. get.
0: It. Yeah, anyway.
2: yeah.
0: And my fun story with that too is that so I didn't get Little Mermaid, but I was obsessed with Little Mermaid. Like I real, I mean, I really wanted that part.
2: Yeah. And
0: you know, and I'd already worked with Alan Menken. Like sure. I was so I was so close to it, and um, I didn't get it. But then I got um, Xanadu, oh which god. was like the biggest thing in my career. Oh my so god! So it's like just trust. The way I the still, universe works.
1: I still play your cast album from from oh. so, so often. Because you are Aww. so um, and I say this in the best way, you are so stupid. Like <laughs> like the Australian accent, <laughs> this Australian accent on um on in in a, uh oh, <laughs> and suddenly and like mm-hmm. and in magic. It's just it's it's so funny and <laughs> it's so but then uh, what I love about you is that you are so naturally a comedian but you also have like vocals for days. Aww, and and well, so few you. people are that combination. You know, I'm, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, like Carol Burnett, you know, like I'm people who like uh, are so naturally yeah. funny, but also they back it up with like the belt from God. Like you, you have an incredible voice and you're also just naturally funny. You're naturally mm. funny anyway.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks, but enough about me. Oh. This is about you, <laughs> <laughs> and you are a huge starring role right now. Um, I, you know, I love the show so much. I'm so happy for you, and I really hope everybody goes to see it. It's important. Yes, it's it's exciting. It is like nothing you have ever seen before.
1: Thank you. Um, and, and I,
0: yeah. I'm just, I'm just so happy for you, like to have this journey and you know, to have known you all this time and then see you in this role. that's, you know, like it's a historic role. yeah, I, f- I feel you. like,
1: yeah, and i it's 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 we all are fully aware of the gravity of it and 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 the importance of not just the story we're telling, not just the Filipinoness of it, but just yeah, the the, the
0: humanness and of just, everything happening in the world.
1: And just from the technology of what our creative team is doing to the oh, theater and ripping seats blowing. out and like yes. a truly immersive experience. And, and yeah. you know, it's, like
0: nothing you've it's, seen oh, before. Yeah. And I, I I don't know how Alex Timbers, like, I don't know how he even organized all of you all right. moving around, like all of that stuff. It's like, I get a headache just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> and to think that he and David had this in their minds and they had to somehow yeah. make it happen with yeah. Corin's help, you know, and with Corin saying, mm-hmm. okay, let's do it, let's do it, you know. And yeah, David, when we did David it at Mas-
0: is amazing. When we
1: did it at Mass Mocha, the platforms were almost two feet taller than they are now. So unsafe. <gasps> and like, okay, wow. that's... M- mental note, Ta- platforms are too high. These these actors wow. are going to die if they fall. So like <laughs> it was, again, like I said, the workshop process, learn as you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for for being here with me. It was great to see you after all this time. Thanks, Terry. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening if you would like me to come to your school or theater group and give a master class or a talk back please reach out at carriebutlercoach.com if you like this podcast and want more episodes please go to bpn.fm slash breaking broadway and subscribe like or share Together you-